We're giving Coach Speak a whole new meaning. This is Coach Speak on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Welcome to Coach Speak on this Monday morning. We are live from the Yellow Fiber Studios and, of course, brought to you by Buildings by Design. Rent is going through the roof, and for many people, building their own office space, shop, or house is more affordable. That's where Buildings by Design comes in. Get a hold of them at Buildings by Design. Check out some of the great projects they've completed on Facebook. Well, it was a weekend of sports, and of course, I want to thank Micah, our producer, for all his assistance on the wrestling show, the uh, special editions we had on the Colorado High School uh, Wrestling Championships, and uh, boy, just congratulations to so many uh, Northern Colorado kids. We're not going to be able to get to all of them today, but uh, let's give a shout out to the uh, 3A wrestling teams that just had great performances here in northern Colorado. Uh, Brush, for instance, the Beat Diggers, they finished second in 3A. Mullen was the state champion, and I know we have did the little editorial on Mullen here on uh, Coach Speak before, but to, knowing that they're 3A, uh, just going over the basketball brackets today, we will later in the show, uh, Mullen's uh, boys, 6 a uh, Mullen girls 5a and wrestling is 3a I just don't know how that exactly works uh, we'll get a clarification on that uh, some sometime but uh, Mullen congratulations them they are the 3a state champions uh, followed by brush and Tony Mastari's Eaton Reds come in third uh, got you know, seven guys into the semifinals, a very good tournament. Resurrection, they get fourth, a little overachieving from the Cougars as they get three guys in the finals, uh, three runner-up state champions. They just couldn't uh, uh, get that state champion, but uh, nice team performance. Severance, let's don't forget the Silver Knights. Uh, they finished eighth. Uh, Valley uh, finished tenth. Bertha, 17th, and University, uh, 18th. And, of course, thanks to all the coaches. Thanks to Tony Mastari. Uh, thanks to Brian Lemos. Um, thanks to Dave Crosent, uh, just some of the guys that came on and uh, gave us information throughout the tournament. And it was uh, I was down there live Friday morning and just such an exciting uh, environment and uh, – a lot of tremendous wrestling here in northern Colorado. Uh, don't want to forget the Pooter Impellas. They came on strong. They actually finished fourth in 5A. And uh, that's just a that's a great accomplishment for, for the Impellas, of course. Uh, Pomona and Ponderosa, uh, perennial wrestling powers. Uh, Pomona gets their sixth straight title. Um, how many teams have gone back-to-back, let alone to get to six straight wrestling titles? Uh, the Panthers of Pomona, phenomenal job. Uh, congratulations to Billy Greenwood. This kid did not wrestle uh, early in the season, and he comes on strong at the end of the year after recovering from a uh, broken jaw and uh, won the 144-weight class 6A state 
champion. Uh, and then his teammate, Banks Norby, uh, won the state championship for the Impellas also at the 157 weight class. They also had two runners up at 138, uh, Nico Beckendahl, uh, had a great tournament, as did Brett Lamb at 165. So, uh, again, so much uh, congratulations out to so many wrestlers during this past week at the Ball Arena State Tournament. Uh, it's basketball time. Uh, playoffs start tomorrow. The 4, 5, and 6A girls will start play tomorrow. So uh, not a lot of preparation time now for teams that are moving into the playoffs. And let's just – we're going to highlight 5A boys and and other classifications in 6A boys with uh, Mike Burkett, the head coach of Thompson Valley. He will be joining us around the 10-20 segment. And then Matt Johansson, uh, his Fossil Ridge boys are again in the state tournament. We're going to – uh, talk to him a little about some of the 6A, but let's take a look at the uh, uh, 4A girls first since uh, they start uh, tomorrow night. And uh, uh, Holy Family, they get the number one seed. And of course, uh, this is a team that plays in a 4, 5, and 6A conference, gets great competition during the year, but they've exceeded uh, once again. Uh, getting to that uh, number one ranking. They are your defending state champions in uh, girls basketball. And then uh, number two, this could be a repeat from last year, D. Evelyn. Uh, the Jaguars are uh, ranked number two, so they met last year in the uh, state finals, and and it just could end up there again at the Coliseum this year. Uh, let's take a look at at some of the uh, local teams. Resurrection Christian, uh, their girls team, best year they've had uh, lately in, in years, and they are the fourth seed, and they take on the Academy uh, Tuesday. And Bertha, congratulations to Ellen Gibson as his team gets into the playoffs. They will, they will travel uh Tomorrow to Jefferson Academy as uh, Jefferson Academy is the 13th seed. Bertha girls get the 20th seed. Uh, Eaton, Coach Chris Love's team, uh, they have come on strong as, uh, and they, they get the number 12 seed. Uh, so they will host tomorrow night at Eaton High School. Uh, I think that's a seven o'clock game time. Not sure. Uh, we'll try to, uh, Narrow that down to the exact uh, starting time, but they will host Cole Ridge. Um, Cole Ridge, uh, located outside between Glenwood Springs and and Rifle, um, really nice school up there. And then uh, let's see, Severance. Severance gets the 18th seed, and they will travel to Elamosa. So they they take on the uh, the Mean Moose. A uh, little road trip for the Severance girls as they go to Alamosa University. They knock down the seventh seed and they will host Elizabeth. So U- University uh, gets that seventh seed, and 
I'm always partial to the seventh seeds because that's one year uh, we won a state championship at Green Mountain being the seventh seed uh, overall. So um, other uh, Sterling, they will travel. They get the fun part to travel to Lutheran. Uh, Lutheran is the 11th seed. Sterling uh, came in 22nd. And Valley, the 27th seed, they will travel to Colorado Academy and take on the number six seed. Let's just take a look at, at 4A boys. And this starts Wednesday night. And uh, just some of, the, some of the local teams. Resurrection Christian, they get the number two seed. Uh, Kent Denver is uh, the number one seed overall. Um, I know uh, Kent Denver traveled to Eaton early in their year to play the Reds, and um, they secure the number one seed. With Resurrection being the number two seed, they will host Basalt uh, Wednesday night. Here, this will be our game of the week here on KFKA as number 18, the Eaton Reds, will travel to Fort Lupton to take Jim Rodell's team on. Coach Tanner Irvin, in his first year, secures a playoff berth, and they will travel to Fort Lupton. Those two teams are the 15th and 18th seed. Uh, berth at first time in the playoffs for many years as they get the 23rd seed. And, hey, they have a shot here. They travel to number 10, Aspen. Long road trip, but uh, very winnable game for the uh, berth at Spartans. Congratulations to them on getting into the playoffs. Riverdale Ridge, uh, this is a team that uh, very talented. Uh, they will take on the 27th seed, the Classical Academy. Sterling gets in, and they, uh, they are the 11th seed, and they will host uh, Cole Ridge Wednesday night. So uh, good luck to the Tigers. Good luck to the entire Patriot League. Uh, hope they all... Uh, have great games Wednesday night and Tuesday night for the girls. Middle Park, former assistant of mine, Coach Todd Williams, his Middle Park Panthers, they travel, not an easy one, uh, to Colorado Academy uh, to take on the number 5 uh, Colorado Academy team. And, of course, Holy Family, uh, they get the 13th seed. They were the 17th seed a year ago and won the state championship. Uh, they play in the 5A, 6A league, and uh, their record may, may not be what you would think it should be from a 13th seed, but uh, don't count out the Tigers by any means. Coach Chad Saul's uh, Silver Knights at Severance, they get a home game as they – uh, knock down the uh, the eighth seed, and they will host Elamosa. So a little travel going on between Severance and Elamosa on the boys' and girls' side. Hey, that's just a look. We're going to uh, dive in deeper to uh, some 5A, 6A action with Coach Mike Burkett and Coach Matt Johansson after these messages. Southern Colorado's voice. 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Stay up to speed with the Rams with the Isaiah Stevens Show on Northern Colorado's Voice. 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Welcome back to Coach Speak. We are live from the Yellow Fiber Studios, and we have some breaking news. 
uh, out of Colorado State University. Joe Parker is out as the athletic director of the CSU Rams. Again, uh, announced this morning, Joe Parker is out. Uh, stay tuned after Coach Speak uh, for the whole show as Brady Hull will have Kevin Lytle on early uh, at uh, probably 11.05 uh, to discuss this. So, um, Micah, big news out of Colorado State. Nice to uh, get at, get that information, but don't have any de- real details right now. But uh, again, Joe Parker out as the athletic director at Colorado State University. And let's get back to our uh, uh, Clearwater Products uh, hotline. And we have Mike Burkett on the uh, line as the coach of the Thompson Valley Eagles. They are going to the playoffs in 5A boys basketball. Uh, Coach, how are you today? I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys? I'm, I'm, we're doing well. A little news out of CSU. Um, yeah, I just heard that. <laughs> caught a lot of people by surprise here, but uh, you, you know, you, you just don't know. Hey, Coach, first of all, congratulations on getting into the playoffs. And uh, it's always interesting this time of year when you enter playoffs. You know, some teams are on a hot streak. Some teams are on a downslide. Uh but uh, it's always an honor to get into the playoffs, and you don't have an easy task. I know you traveled to Ponderosa. That section of the metro area is loaded. You know, you start with, uh, we're taking on Thunder Ridge. You go through the yep. Tyler Highlands Ranch area, all the teams, and out to Ponderosa, a member of that uh uh, league, uh, but how how you feeling when once you saw your uh, name announced officially? We kind of have the clue now with the RPI and things like that, but until it's right. a, until it's official, uh, we're excited. You know, Chasa didn't do us any favors. I'll tell you that, uh, especially with the seating procedure this year. Uh, but but as the way I look at it is, you know, and this is what I explain to the kids: if if you're Ponderosa. Uh, you probably didn't want to see us on that line either. So um, we're excited about the opportunity. Uh, we It's two teams that, you know, for them being in that league down there in, in Parker, Highlands Ranch area, we actually are familiar with each other. We we play, we drew Ponderosa in the first round of the playoffs last year and had a pretty exciting game. Uh, we didn't play very well in the second quarter down there last year, which that was determined the outcome. Uh, but we played them again in the uprise thing in the summer and beat them in that summer thing. So it's not like we don't know each other. Uh, we know each other pretty well. And uh, I'm. it'll be a good fight. I mean, it, it, I think it'll be in the 5A bracket. It'll be one of the top games in, in the first round. Absolutely. That one in uh, – that Longmont Pueblo South game looks pretty interesting too. Well, I'll tell you what, I was taking a look at the bracket, Longmont Pueblo South, obviously, and and Longmont going in. I think, yeah, we they go into Longmont. Uh, big advantage, I'd say, for the Trojans as they host. Yeah, <laughs> I would I would agree with that. <laughs> and then they got and Longmont got their best player back from an, from a knee knee injury, who's played the last few games, so. So that's good for Coach Kloster over there. So tell me about that, Coach. How many uh, days uh, was he out? How many games did he miss? Uh, he missed quite a few. I don't think he started playing until after Christmas, maybe mid-January. Um, so from what I understand, I didn't get to follow them as much with them being in the other league, but uh, I think Coach got him back sometime mid-January. So he's only played like maybe eight or nine games this year. 
But it's nice to have him back for the playoffs. I'll tell you that. Yeah. And to watch him go against Mo Austin, that that will that would be a. I'd like to get a bag of popcorn and watch that if I were in the playoffs. <laughs> well, that, and for people around here, uh, that is a Longmont does host. They come in as the 16th seed, uh, Pueblo South. Exciting brand of basketball from Pueblo South. Um, remember them from a year ago. Uh, gosh, they just play such a nice, fast-paced uh, uh, style. Don't know how fast they're playing this year, but it should be a, a great game. Uh, and and obviously, then we look, Coach. Let's first of all talk about your team a little bit. You, you know, your league finish and some of, some of the top guys uh, had had a chance to watch you one time live. And uh, I know your kids are probably really looking forward to this matchup. Yeah, we're we finished the year pretty well. Um, won the, won the last couple games of last week, which were two tough games. We had to play Frederick. At home, and then we had to finish up at Mountain View. Uh, you know, rivalry games are oh never boy. easy. I don't care what; uh, they're never easy. Tell and it me. was Mountain View senior <laughs> night. It was their senior night, so you know, going into that, it's not going to be an easy game. We ended up coming out winning both of those games. Um, you know, we got a, we got a couple guards that are pretty good. We got uh, Brady Kennison averages like I think he's right behind your guy, at like twenty five, twenty six points a game. Um, then we got Chase Manzani, who, you know, arguably is, I think, coming to his own as a, as a true point guard, which is something that we've tried to really get him to do this year. And he's really bought into that. Uh, he averages about 11, 12 points a game, six, six and a half assists. Doesn't turn the ball over very much at the point guard position. Um, makes a lot of really good decisions in transition and in the half court. Uh, rebounds pretty well out of that spot. Um, we got a big that's come along, six six kid named Tom Mandeville, that played a lot of JV last year. And as the season has progressed, has just gotten better and better and better. Had a couple games late with you know fifteen, fifteen and eleven, fourteen and nine, stuff like that. Uh, just doing what we need to do. Um, we got another senior that's going to play another wing position, Will Coronado, who's 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 sneaky good. Uh, you know, he's really active defensively, gets his hands on a lot of balls, um, does plays really well from there. And then we got a couple couple younger guys. Uh Dom Scheidler's a sophomore. Uh when Dom gets hot, he can hit a lot of shots in a row. I think the first time we played Mountain View, he had twenty seven points. Uh he can he, he's real active. He he gets his he's just wherever something's going on, you, you see Dom in the middle of it somehow. He just I always say ball finds energy and Somehow Dom gets around the ball quite a bit. And then, you know, we got a couple guys we bring off the bench. Daniel Morgan's a 6'5 kid. His older brother was pretty good for us back in the year. Daniel's coming to his own, too. He's, he can rebound and defend really well. And then we had a kid that was playing JV for a big part of the year, and he was putting up 25, 30 points in JV games. And finally I was like, why aren't we playing him? <laughs> right. So, so he, we brought him up. up by mid-season, and he stepped right in. You know, he's he's played 13 games for us. He's averaging like around eight points a game for us. But, uh, you know, as we watched him, you know, finally I'm talking to uh, Porzicki one day, and I'm like, I'm done watching him in this game. I'm going to start putting him in our game. He's going to start playing varsity. We need another scorer. I think he's going to provide that spark. And, and he really has since we got – 
since we moved him up in mid-January, he really has done what we've asked him to do. So, and, so and we're co- excited. Yeah, I'll tell you. Coach, I want to talk about Chase a little bit because watching him as a younger player, it just seems like he's progressed so well. And you mentioned it kind of in that point guard position. Talk about the uh, development of Chase just a little more since his soft, you know, freshman, sophomore year. Well, where Chase has grown the most is in, his, in the way he sees the game and his mental aspect. You know, you, you get kids when they're younger and and they uh, – it's just hard. They think that everything about the game is, is the scoring aspect of the game. And, you know, you, you got to explain to them that, you know, if I'm going to give you the basketball to handle the basketball as the point guard, you're going to have the ball twice to three times as much as anybody else in the game, which means – you got to make sure that all these other four guys are are getting involved. If they're not getting involved, then all of a sudden you go four or five trips, and you know somebody hasn't touched it, or somebody has you know you ignored somebody because you took a shot. Well, now all of a sudden they're they're not going to guard as hard for you. <clears throat> they're not going to rebound as hard for you. <clears throat> so at that point guard position, you're really responsible to make sure that the people you have on the floor are are playing the best basketball they can play. And it took him a little bit of time because, you know, he's a kid. I mean, he just, he watches, you know, these guys today don't watch college games that much. They watch NBA highlight reels, and they don't understand the the thousands of hours of work that went into that one highlight reel. So they don't really sometimes understand the game at a deep enough level. And, you know, I think Billy Donovan is the one that said it the most. When you play in a basketball game, you're probably going to have the ball 5% of the time. What are you doing the other 95% of the time to help your team win? And I think Chase has kind of bought into that this year. Um, he bought into the fact that it was his responsibility to make sure that the other guys were doing what they were supposed to do. It was his responsibility to make sure that, you know, you know Brady's going to be our main scorer. There's no secret to that. So it was his responsibility to make sure he got the ball to Brady in positions where he was able to score. Not just It wasn't just giving it to him. It's giving it to him in a position where now he has an advantage where he can he can get a good shot up or he can get a driving lane on somebody. And, you know, same thing with getting the ball to Tom. It's it's if you're gonna get the ball in the post, you gotta feed the ball to the post in a position where Tom knows where to make his move. And Chase is just he's come along just I, I couldn't be more proud of how far he's come with those concepts. And now he, you know, I trust him to do some things, and he sees some things on the floor sometimes. And, you know, he, he made a little call against Mountain View late um, that led to an easy bucket that really helped us at that time. And then he's also the one that, you know, when they didn't pick him up, or they didn't pick him up right away. He, he just drove it down the lane and hit a layup, and that was kind of the dagger to win that game the other day. So he's, he's choosing his moments when he needs to, but he's been really good at getting the other guys involved where they need to be involved as well. Coach, you know, I think it's really interesting. You you mentioned somewhat what players watching games and they don't watch like you and I watched when we were kids, and we talk about basketball IQ uh, at the high school level, and, and already I'm thinking ahead, how do we improve this, you know, in, in our particular program for, for next year? But um, uh, you, you mentioned, guys, they they see the scores, they see the highlights, and what we don't see is all those things that led to the scores, all those things right. that led to the highlights that are truly basketball IQ by teammates and and uh, other players on the floor. I've I've assigned games to them before, 
So, like, even when we had practice Saturday morning, <clears throat> this Saturday morning, I was like, hey, you know, if you guys want to, Marquette's playing uh, UConn today. You might want to check that game out. You might want to see what it looks like to play hard for, for 40 minutes. Uh, I said another one you might want to watch uh, is Kentucky's playing Auburn this afternoon. You might want to look at to see how, you know, what is Calipari going to run against the Auburn defense? I mean, what are, what kind of offense is he going to do? What are they going to look at? And then when you start watching that stuff, and if, you know, some of the – like I love watching games that Jay Billis does because his, his breakdown of what's going on, you know – really helps you going forward. As a matter of fact, you know, it was funny. We had our league meeting last night, and the coaches are saying, hey, everybody wants your film. And I was like, go give it to them. Because what <laughs> we're going to run on Wednesday, you're not going to have on film. Because <laughs> because I watched that, so I picked up a couple things that I can do with Brady this weekend. Well, I saw them in a couple games this weekend. So I was like, oh, that's easy to implement. I can do that. I can do that Monday. So... I was like, give them the film. What we're going to do on Wednesday, they haven't seen us do yet anyhow. So good luck to them. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I've often said anybody is welcome into practice. Y- you know, right. because it's just, you know, uh, te- teaching the skills, teaching the fundamentals, teaching what we do. You still have to stop that. And uh, fundamentals are such a, a big part of the game. Well, Coach, I'll tell you what, can't thank you enough uh, for coming on this morning. And I've uh, been wanting to catch up with you actually for a while now. And uh, now that these playoffs are starting, I appreciate you coming on. Hey, good luck down at Ponderosa uh, this hey. week. Go get them and, and and we hope, uh, you know, as a Northern Colorado coach, I, I hope most of our teams win, you know, that they have good performances and things like that. Because uh, uh, the more we can grow basketball here in uh, our area, the better it is for everybody. Well, yeah, I, I agree with that. You guys did a, a great job last year. I mean, there was a lot of representation uh, from Northern Colorado in that Elite Eight last year with, with you and and. Johansson at Fossil Ridge and, and John at Windsor and, and Conway at Frederick. There was a, and then Longmont was in there as well last year. There's a lot of representation across the board, Northern Colorado. And I don't think we, I don't think we get the, we don't always get the, the credit that we deserve for how well the game's played in some areas up here. Absolutely. Couldn't so. agree with you more, coach. So, hey, go get them and uh, we'll be cheering for you, coach. All right, good luck at Thunder Ridge. All right, thank you very much. That is Mike Burkett, the head coach of the Thompson Valley Eagles. Uh, Appreciate his time. And uh, a repeat repeat game for them from last year to this year. Uh, And I want to thank him for coming on our Clearwater Products hotline. And uh, also want to thank... Mario and Mario and Destiny Gomez at High Desert Irrigation. They are the owners of High Desert, Desert Irrigation, uh, formerly known as Alliance Irrigation, and they want to save farmers and ranchers' backs across northern Colorado. When you get a rinky sprinkler on your farm, not only do you save the pain from your back of irrigating, you also save up to 60% in water usage. Plan on getting that sprinkler on your farm by calling 970-353-1621. And again, Joe Parker out as Athletic Director at Colorado State. We're going to take a break, and we will be joined by Matt Johansson of the Sabercats after these messages.
1310 KFKA. Scores, interviews, and more. Preps Rewind with Mike Danson. Saturdays at 10 on Northern Colorado's Voice. 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Welcome back. We are live from the Yellow Fiber Studios. And uh, um, again, after our show, Coach Speak Brady Hull on the Hull Show will have Kevin Lytle on to discuss more of the uh, uh, ending of the era of Joe Parker as the athletic director of the Colorado State University Rams. So uh, with us on the Clearwater uh, Products Hotline now, perennial power of the Fossil Ridge uh, Sabercats. Coach Matt Johansson. Coach, how are you today, man? I'm doing well, man. How about you? Well, uh, yeah, and, you know, we're both college basketball fans, Matt, and uh, uh, been around Fort Collins. You, you're you a native Fort Collins uh, guy. Uh, when you hear the news of Joe Parker out as uh, athletic director, uh, what's that all about, you know? I just heard it literally about 10 minutes ago and so i i haven't looked at it i haven't seen it um i'm curious sure sure and uh not that that has a big effect on the remainder of uh colorado state season with coach nico medved's team but uh there has to be a lot of talk on campus and just what's going on and uh the questions of the future of the athletic direct of the athletic department at CSU. I would think it would be a distraction for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I, you you go about your business, you handle your business, but you know that, that something that big is uh, there's 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 bound to be some sort of distraction going on. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Matt, let's concentrate on what's important right now, and that's the <laughs> high school uh, playoffs as uh, everybody in 4, 5, and 6A uh, got the seedings uh, uh, Sunday, yesterday. Uh, did you anticipate being bracketed up against Cherry Creek? I did. Um, you know, at the end of the season – there was a bunch of uh, our league teams kind of bunched up right there in the middle where, you know, uh, the seeding criteria for Chassa says that, uh, you know, they try and avoid league matchups in the right. first round and all that stuff. And I figured we were going to probably move. I think we ended up 18 or 19, and we, uh, we got seated at 20, which is about what I thought we would be. Um, you know, to uh, uh, satisfy some of those requirements. And uh, I just saw Cherry Creek as being, uh, you know, our most likely um, opponent. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, um, you know, of course, we take on Thunder Ridge. That's always fun going against Coach Joe Ortiz's squad. And uh, a little talent in that uh, South Metro area, is there not? Just a bit. Um, holy, cr- holy cow. Um, it is, um, you know, Thunder Ridge, Valor, uh, Rock Canyon, uh, Mountain Vista. You know, I think they're all in the top five, aren't they? Uh, they are. You know, I watched the film of Thunder Ridge, Mountain Vista, and it's uh, uh, there's just a lot of guys on the floor that can play at a high level. Yeah, there's guys that can make shots. There's guys that can defend. There's... 
you know, um, guys with high basketball IQ. It's uh, it's fun basketball to watch. Yeah, it it is. Hey, let's talk about the front range and their opponents a little bit. Uh, uh, of course, you take on Cherry Creek. Fort Collins takes on uh, Th- Thunder Ridge. Uh, Monarch, interesting game here as they do get a host as they uh, entertain Denver South, Coach Vince Valdez's squad, and that's who we opened up a year ago, and they were a young team then, and this could be a good game. I think so. I think, uh, you know, Vince Vince is a great coach, um, and, uh, you know, I think that they uh, this is the first time they won the DPL since uh, 1960-something. Yes. Um, and so, you know, he's got a nice group. Um, you know, I think that uh, Monarch's got a nice group. Uh, you know, if they're playing at home, they're they're better, I think. Um, I, I say that about a lot of people, but it's really magnified with Monarch, the way they shoot the ball. They shoot so much better at home. Um, that's going to be an interesting game. And then uh, Legacy uh, got the 14th seed, and I thought Legacy at the end of the year was playing very well. Uh, we went to their place, and you know, somewhat of a competitive game, but we could never get over that hump, you know. And, and they put us away by I think 12 point, 12 or 13 points. Uh, they host Legend, uh, very, very winnable game. I'm thinking for Legacy. Absolutely, I think that. Um... You know, Connor, Connor does a great job, uh, another good coach that, uh, you know, well-prepared. And uh, it was a battle for us, too. We were down there, and, uh, of course, we were missing Walker Shields that day. But, uh, uh, man, what a battle with them. I think it came down to a three-point game with us. And, um, you know, they, they're just so scrappy, and they do so many little things well. Uh, you can't ever count them out. So, I, I you know, I, I like their chances there. Coach, what's it when we look at this bracket and we just go up and down the teams? To me, it's really weird not seeing Denver East among the top thirty-two. Yeah, and I talked to Rudy at the beginning of the season, and he felt like they were, uh, you know, they were down a little bit. You know, they felt like, uh, or he felt like, you know, his talent wasn't going to be there. Um, and man, I it is really weird. You know, you said it. Really weird, uh, not seeing them there in the in the bracket because they're they're a fixture every year, right? They have been. I can't remember when they've not been in it. Yeah, I can't either. And of course, you mentioned earlier the first time Denver South has won a state championship back to the uh, '60s in. Conference championship. Uh, yeah, conference championship, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that kind of shows the, the power of Denver East. But then, you know, back in earlier uh, years, too, Manuel was always one of those contestants. George Washington, always one of those powers as well. And uh, Denver South, kind of that, uh, I always called Denver South the diamond in the rough. You know, oh, when, I, when I was at Green Mountain High School, I thought, this is a program that just seems to be there, but not quite getting there. And uh, Vince Valdez has just done that job and uh, gotten him uh, to the top of that league right now. Yeah, it's um, I'm, I'm excited to see, uh, 
yeah, like I said, that like you mentioned it before, that Monarch game is going to be it's going to be one of the best in the first round. I think. Yeah, I think so too. So, uh, uh, Matt, overall, you know, what'd you take of your season? Uh, you guys, of course, you and I can talk. Last year, we were in the grade eight, and uh, you made it to the state championship, and a lot, a little, little different this year, obviously, but. Uh, with you not with any one ounce of varsity experience, congratulations because I think you did a, did a tremendous job this year with your guys and uh, hey, g- getting that that seed that you got into the playoffs, you need to be congratulated. Well, thanks, Coach, and um, yeah, I feel really good about our kids. Um, I feel really good about the work we we did this year and. Um, you and I have talked, uh, for many years, uh, we've, we've had a friendship and been blessed with a friendship for a long time. And, um, our job as coaches is to, um, you know, take the kids and get them, uh, as good as we can. It's not to, it's not to win a championship. It's to, uh, win championships every day. And that's to, you know, make our kids better every day. And, uh, hats off to you as well. Cause I know that you did that as well this year and, uh, you had one special player returning, but, you know, nobody with varsity experience as well. And, um, you know, I think that uh, for two teams in the south of uh, Fort Collins, uh, you know, I think we both did pretty well. And, you know, Coach, it's it's funny because some years you it's such a learning experience, and I've done this for a long time. <laughs> I mean, my 43rd year of being a head varsity basketball coach in in Colorado, I've never had a year like this. And I, yeah. I, I'm going to take bits and pieces and and continue to learn. But that's what we do as coaches from year to year. Every year is different and uh, learning experiences. Uh, some things you learn that, hey, we got to come back and do this again next year. Other things you say, wow, this part has to be vastly improved. And uh, I, I think that's just high school coaching. 1,000%. And that is that is why... I do it. Um, I think that's why a lot of us do it is that, you know, it, every year is different and every group is different. And it's the challenge of connecting with young men um, and, you know, trying to guide them in a positive direction. And that's that's what we do. And I, yeah, I, I love it. All right. That is Matt Johan. Coach, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, man, we're already at the end. We could talk forever. But uh, uh, thanks for joining us. And we're going to take a short break, and we will be back to wrap up Coach Speak after these messages. 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Nico Medved. Isaiah Stevens. Nick Clifford, the CSU Rams. Will they be dancing in March? Follow along with us on Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Welcome back as we wrap up Coach BK. I want to just thank Mike Burkett from Thompson Valley for joining us on the Clearwater Products Hotline. Also, of course, uh, Matt Johansson, the coach at Fossil Ridge, for joining us also on the Clearwater Products Hotline. Uh, big news, of course, out of CSU. Uh, Joe Parker out as the athletic director. Uh, Brady Hull will be visiting with Kevin Lytle of the Coloradoan, uh, who obviously... Uh, 
covers uh, CSU on a daily basis. That should be a great show. So stay, stay tuned for the whole show. Northern Colorado, we love you out there.